it's Kibbs from the Brothers Geek Out podcast and on today's special episode I geek out with director of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem Jeff Rowe. Enjoy the show guys. They were good at fighting crime like I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle or hang out with the Ninja Turtles and uh, uh, and it was so creatively inspiring to me at a young age that the, the idea to like bring that to a new generation uh, was thrilling. And I think you only do that by making something that's more new than it is a rehash. Uh, so it was really important to honor honor the past and the nostalgia and the things that we as, as fans love, but also just like make it relevant and compelling and funny and, and really work for, for modern audiences. No, it's uh, absolutely awesome. I think I saw it four times in the cinema. Whoa! Oh, thank you. Four times. I, uh, the soundtrack, the visuals, and like going on to the visuals, like, what was the the source of inspiration when it came to the art style of the movie? We we wanted it to look like teenage drawings, like the way that like you know when you're uh, is that can, can I draw on yeah, this? Yeah, well, that yeah, like 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 I, I always like mime this with my fingers, but it's yeah. like you know when you're when you're like a uh, when you're like a teenager, uh, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to draw a face and I'm going to like start with the eye and I'm going to like draw the shape of the eye and I'm going to like shade it and I'm going to draw every line around it and every eyelash and I'm going to like do, I mean, I'm better at drawing now, so that's not, that's not a terrible <laughs> eye. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't actually uh, make the point I'm trying to, but, but, but it's like, it's like when you're a teenager, it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the shapes are like all distorted and your and your like passion is, is kind of betrayed by the fact that you just like, don't know anything about, about drawing yet. And there's, there's like this really beautiful poetic metaphor in that like that's like what being a teenager is where it's like i can do anything i'm invincible yeah i'm gonna draw that eye yeah i'm gonna draw that hand no i don't know what i'm doing but i'm not gonna let that uh stop me uh, no it's, it's amazing because i'm an artist i've been an artist for 20 years now well probably from 38 years when i was drawing on mum's walls <laughs> but you you captured that's that source of I'm just going to have fun with this and yeah. try and work it out along the way. And it, it really just spoke out loud to me because I've been doing canvas artwork and comic book artwork for, as I said, 20 years. But to see it represented on a screen on that large scale and the, how can I say, it's not messy, but. It is. Yeah, it's messy. It but is it's messy. Visually, it's, it's visually stunning. It's like like we do this thing where it's like it's like okay, so you're you're uh, drawing a building or something, and it's like you start and you draw the building. You've got yeah. straight lines, and you draw that first window, and then you have to draw twenty more windows. And by the end, your like perfectly straight window becomes just like a squiggle. And it's <laughs> like we tried to build those things into the design of the world, so it yeah. felt like it has human laziness like it was a lot of work to make it seem like we were cutting corners no, uh course. which of is <laughs> i think it just made us laugh we we're like that's crazy we shouldn't be allowed to get away with doing that but we're doing it because it's it's the, the form of expression of art where it's just it's there yeah and it it, it speaks out in loud words and seeing it in its form for the turtles 
like it literally blew my mind because I'm a visual person. I, I suffer dyslexia. So information like that speaks to me in loud words. Yeah. So really, I see, I, I actually, when I saw it, I saw everything put together so well. Yeah. And as you said, it must have been messy trying to do that in the process. But no, it came out stunning, dude. Oh, thank like, you. Absolutely I appreciate stunning. that. Yeah, definitely, absolutely stunning. Fans of pop culture, we we get when we go in, we actually physically go into this world because it's our getaway. Yeah, it's yeah. our getaway. So amazing, amazing. You have a great cast in this movie, but the one that stood out for me, and you must have geeked out as well, was Jackie Chan as Splinter. Yeah. That yeah. must have been insanely amazing to because I felt like watching that, I felt like he was in his element yeah. when he was doing that as a splinter. I mean Oh yeah. He's he he was there there's there's so many things to say about him, but it's like to me, Jackie Chan is like Elvis. He is like an internationally recognized superstar. He is like a literal icon and some of his movies are some of my favorite movies and the way he does action comedy has never as i have not seen it matched like it's so so funny and 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 engaging but he's also a really good actor and he's a really warm likable affectionate person which made him uh, a really good dad character like he he's like a lovable so so splinter we needed from a story perspective him to have some crazy ideas about humans and him to be a a a little bit strict and and overbearing but we couldn't have him be um unlikable Mm -hmm. uh and and being able to cast jackie in in that role like you can't be mad at him. He's just so he's so lovable, and and those record sessions were were some of the highlights of the movie for me. Uh, we because he was on Beijing time, yeah. we would have to like record him at like six a.m. in L.A. So yeah. it's like we drag ourselves out of bed, and it's <laughs> like, oh god, we have to go record Jackie Chan. What are we doing? And then like ten minutes in, we'd be like, this is amazing. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened. I can't believe it. I can't believe he's this funny and hardworking and great at everything Aww. and. It was energizing. It must have been because for me, being a Jackie fan and watching his movies and seeing how he physically acts yeah, with his martial arts and with his comedy, but to see it in voice acting, because he's been in a couple of movies, but I really felt like he shined in this. Like you guys gave yeah. him, like let him, you, let, you guys let him loose, which was like, I felt like he was in his element. Yeah, 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 yeah. We really that that was kind of our directing style overall on the film was not not one of like read the line like this or like trying to like get someone to guess how to say the line the way you hear it in your head. Mm-hmm. It was just like what feels natural to you. If the line doesn't work, we can just rewrite that live. Like let's change it. What's a normal natural way to say this? Yeah. Uh and and just inviting a lot of improvisation and and collaboration from from the actors and uh, I think with Jackie we're able to just lean into his him being an actual dad and it's like just mm. uh, you're 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 uh, telling them to be safe and and do it the way you would to 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 your kids and um, it was really great. That's amazing. How do you keep control of like actors with the cast that you had? kind of staying in the lane and not messing around too much because you've got 
comedians like Paul Rudd and you've got John Cena and you're like, oh, this could get a bit much. Like, how do you... Yeah. How did you control? Like, how do you feel like you? I, I feel like I learned a lot from Seth in, in that regard. And yeah. he talks about his his experience on like 40 year old virgin yeah. and 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 like just uh, they would spend days just improvising. And the studio would be like, what are you doing? You're wasting money. But it's like they you just improvise yeah. and then and then you go through and edit and you comb together and find the gold nuggets and then you put them next to each other and mm. then and then you have something that that kind of works but uh there were a couple times where we'd have to be like all right all right okay let's let's go back to this or 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 you would like rewrite something live where it's like someone would say something funny we'd be like oh that's great okay uh, Nick, you say the thing you said again. You're gonna do that. Say that, and then Brady, you say that line, and uh, and we would like try to recreate something that had just come out organically in a way that like had um, uh, structure and mm. rhythm and and made sense from a dialogue perspective. Oh, it's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. I would have found that chaotic. It's hard enough trying to look after just a single sketch work when I'm doing it for a customer to <laughs> trying to manage different personalities as well because yeah. sometimes with clients you can be a bit too much and you're like how do I tone this down and work with yeah, this? yeah yeah so it's interesting that you went through that process I did want to ask where the original concept idea of putting this movie together the soundtrack what made you guys go back to that era uh I just love hip hop uh it's it's a it's it's a, it's it's music that i love and um the movie had to take place today it had mm. to take place in the 2020s but in my head it's a late 80s early 90s franchise and doing that with the music felt like a way to evoke that time period mm -hmm. without having to like actually set the film in like 1990 uh and uh and it was just it, it was a great opportunity to like use a lot of songs that i absolutely <laughs> love uh uh that was one of the most joyous parts of of making this film it must have been it must have been i'm, I'm a music man myself so getting to hear those tracks as well it does take you back to that era uh I did want to ask you, if you were one of the turtles, which one would you be? Uh, I mean, out of these four, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, okay. When I was a teenager, I was Donnie. Okay. Today, I'm, I'm more of a Leo. I'm more, I'm more of a square. I'm the, I'm the one <laughs> trying to keep everyone together and, and on mission when uh, yeah. no one else cares. Uh, That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. I, I was a ref in my teenagers, teenagers. Leo now because I am the eldest in the family. So yeah. yeah, I suppose it changes with the times. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's, it's your responsibility. Definitely. All right. So my listeners wanted me to do a quick fire round question trivia. Okay, great. So what is the turtle's favorite pizza topping? Uh, I don't know. I think Mikey likes jelly beans. Uh, uh, is that... Uh, is there an answer to these or there is an answer. <laughs> what is the answer? So that one's pepperoni. No! <laughs> oh, wah, wah. That's all right. It's all right. The next one was which dimension hopping villain is known for causing chaos and crossing paths with the toes? 
Uh, Krang? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You did I'm like, it. is that a trick question? <laughs> uh, which turtle is known for his love of pizza and laid-back surfer attitudes? Oh, Mikey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the creators of the turtles? Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Awesome. Awesome. Are they going to love this? Uh, so in the 1987 animated series, what was the color of the bandana that Leo wore? Blue. Um, I would have been messed up if I got I know, that, 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 yeah, that, yeah, that would have yeah. caught you off guard. Let me yeah. just wear yeah. the type of technology that you guys are using in your films now. Like So you're doing the voice recording and then getting the animation to, to, to sync up with it as well. Like it, it, It's an amazing era we're in now with technology yeah. and what you, you're able to do. What you did in your first movie was insanely good. Like it was a oh, different level and just just the stylistic style of it. It was like there's directors that come in and writers that are come in. I mean, like for me, like Hong Kong cinema is a big thing. So John Woo yeah. plays a big part. And I know that when it comes to his style of action, it's really artistic. Yeah. So it was what you do with what you your direction in animation. Is just insanely good, dude. So oh, thank congratulations. you. I, I appreciate that. It's it's. I love. You know, I just rewatched uh, "To Live and Die in L.A." Uh, the the Friedkin film. Yeah. And it's um, and it's so interesting because it has one of the all time great car chases in it. It's such a good scene, but it it like weirdly cuts to these like subjective shots of memories that like explore how the character is feeling that's what we got thank you so much oh of course it's such a pleasure my pleasure you. thank Absolutely you for awesome. for making this up no you're welcome have a good rest of the day you too yeah thanks for listening guys it's kips from the brothers geek out podcast you guys can listen to us on all streaming platforms and if you want to watch the podcast you can catch us on youtube just type in the brothers geek out podcast thanks for listening peace